Welcome to Screen Psychics, the podcast where we make predictions about upcoming films and then find out if they're right. I'm Paul, your Screen Psychic, back in New York. And today, whoa, whoa. when did this happen? <laughs> in between the two films. Huh. And, and today, I I'm thought your joined... life just ceased to exist in between episodes of this. <laughs> and today, I'm joined by a fellow psychic, Simon, still in Melbourne. Yeah, I really should have seen that coming, I yeah. guess, with your move over there. That's but, right. Um, yeah, how, how you going, Paul? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> and that's a genuine, uh, we haven't caught up in a little bit. How are, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm getting by. I'm all right. You know, what I'm interested to know is what uh-huh. film are we talking about today? Oh, that question really took me by surprise. Today, Paul, we are taking a look at one of the three films out this week looking at toys that come to life, but only one of two of them that focuses on toys that might kill you unless Toy Story 4 takes an unprecedentedly dark turn. That is, we're looking at a remake of Child's Play, also called Child's Play. I think Chucky did something, and I need you to believe me. Chucky is a toy. Okay, so uh, I, I could be wrong here, but I suspect that... Um, did we watch Child's Play for the first time together? Oh, we, we may have. I mean, God, it goes... What, what is it, 1988, the film came out, but it would have been a video nasty for us like yeah. a few years later. You know, you know what I'm certain of? We that watched, does sync up with time. We watched lines. Child's Play 3 together, definitely, because that's the sort of the military one or something. But yeah, I think that's I, right. I think we watched Child's Play one together in anticipation of that. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have seen it separately, but then we maybe did a bit of a marathon leading up to it, mm. which sounds very much like us in that time period because we were cool dudes. Cool with dudes. So ma- yeah. Many other things going on, but we chose that's how to spend our time. <laughs> yeah, I could have party. <laughs> Of course. So many invitations I turned out to watch Charles play one through three every night. <laughs> um, uh, were you a fan? I can't even remember if you're a fan. Yeah, loved the first one yeah. um, back then, absolutely. And then, of course, the law of diminishing returns meant, you know, yeah, you're still, you're still hanging in there. There was still, I thought, plenty to like about two and three from memory. And mm. uh, the, one of my questions to you actually was where was your jump-off point? Because there's seven or eight films in the original series before this one? Yes. I know that there was a resurgence with the one that uh, Catherine Heigl was in. <sighs> Yeah, the first one uh, is that Bride with Jennifer Tilly. Oh, is that Bride playing? I thought so. Yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. It is. It is. That's a good seven years after Child Play Three. Yeah. Yep. It was the same. It was around the same time that Halloween had a resurgence as well with H two O. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that 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 and I remember being keen to watch the one after that, but I didn't. So the one off that was Seed of Chucky, where they have a kid. Um, and those two together are a very different sensibility. The first three, you know, I won't say they take themselves seriously, but at least that they are trying to, you know, um, dole out the, the horror hits a little more than those two, which were kind of like uh, John Waters took over Child's Play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little which, bit. Which, they really which leaned was the, into the camp. It was the place to take them, right? Like you couldn't yeah, just it keep was being, a, Yeah, that was my follow-up point. I thought they were both super entertaining, but... I jumped off after Seed of Chucky where they had a, a Chucky toy baby because where do you go from there? I where felt they just right. run out of gas for sure. But there was two more films. Yeah. So at least we know that you liked the first one enough or liked the franchise enough that you've, you've, got, you've got something at stake here. Sure. And how about yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember liking the first one, but I also remember um, going back to it I think probably like 10 years later and really liking it. Mm. And um, I actually like it was at a time in my life where I was reviewing everything I was seeing and I know that I've got like a review of it somewhere, um, but I can't find it. Um, and I remember being like, oh, this is even better than I remember. And uh, I never, never went back to any of the others. I, I, I may have gone back to the, to the um, Catherine Heigl one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because you yeah. are the biggest. You've still you own CatherineHeigelFan.com is your. That's right. Your yeah, I love yeah. the one with Gerard Depardieu. That's really good. <laughs> my, my dad, the hero. My my dad's a Frenchman. I think it is. <laughs> my dad's a Frenchman. <laughs> that is a great movie. <laughs> 
That's the uh, one where he checks out his daughter's butt. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Love and that was yeah. in the trailer of that movie. Yeah. I've never seen that movie and I know that. That's actually the wallpaper of my website. Oh, Jesus. I can't wait till they remake the, that film. The look on Gerard Depardieu's face. Oh, that's what it's not even Catherine Heigl. It's just the, the close not. up of him looking. <laughs> um, uh, so what do you what do you know about this remake? Uh, look, uh, I, I mean, I've seen the trailer and I was kind of just left with, a, you know, the why kind of uh, mm. emotion, I suppose. Yeah. Um, didn't surprise me because we are where we are and, and any IP that's known is, is going to get this treatment sooner or later. Yeah. What surprised me um, more is that I'd, I'd heard through various sort of geeky uh, podcasts and forums and whatnot that at the same time that this movie got greenlit, um, Don Man. Mancini or Mancini, not sure on the pronunciation, but the the guy who's written every Child's Play film. Yes, um, he was working on a TV series, like a streaming service. I, I remember that also remember got hearing about that. Yeah, and how pissed off must he have been? Well, actually, when, what I heard was that he was really pissed off, and that this yeah, sure. this film does not get the blessing of the original um, creative team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, the, that's that's not a big surprise. The studio just basically said no. Like, well, actually, what what I heard on Wikipedia was that uh, at the time that um, you know they were doing like a bunch of horror remakes, like Nightmare on Elm Street, and I think they also did yep. um, Chainsaw Massacre, and they're all just uh, sort of yeah. average performing. And apparently, this was sort of in development at the time. And they said, "No, nah, no, nah, people don't want anything from the '80s. Let's just kill it." And then, um, after the success of it, I guess, and maybe yep. Stranger Things as well, um, this the the studio just sort of revived it again on their own terms. Remake everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then but give it an extended consult- universe. Yeah, and it's it's super interesting though that I think from what I understand that TV series is still going to exist, yeah. which is bizarre to greenlight two well, of these things at the I same guess time. It, I guess it's not that bizarre each other. Um, because um, I, has that I mean that happens with Marvel, right? That Marvel films are still I guess it's all made by the same people though. Or, well, it's not made by the same people though. Do you right? mean what they've got TV shows that are yeah. out at the same time as the movies? Yeah, and they're casting yeah, but, different people in different roles and stuff. No, no, not different people in different roles, but they definitely exist in. Um, they they walk the line, whereas there's, there's such a slim mention of each world that you could say, oh, yeah, that they, they exist in the same universe, but you could also say, nah, they've never heard of each other. Yeah. Iron Man doesn't know who Daredevil is and, and vice versa or whatever. So, yeah, not not quite the same um, same situation. No, I, I just find this very interesting thing because at the end of the day, surely it's the same pencil pusher behind the same desk that greenlights everything to do with a certain intellectual property. So, mm. I, yeah, anyway. Anyway, we'll see how the TV series goes. Yeah, I would say the, the TV series couldn't survive if this uh, is that's a success. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 I feels like, yeah, cutting off your nose to spite your face a little bit there. I, I guess what we really should talk about is like the, the most striking difference between the original and this film, which I was horrified to hear about the first time, and that is that in the, the original- <laughs> The what? The I at the end of Buddy, changing Buddy from a Y to the I. Unbelievable. That's not how you spell Buddy. <laughs> well, look, it's actually a fair point, and we'll get, I'll get into that. Circle back to that after you finish oh, sure, with sure, your sure, little sure. rant. Um, we're not talking uh, possessed toy anymore. We're now talking hmm. evil robot. Yes, the original the trailer for this made it look a little terminatory <laughs> um, with him coming off the production line with a, you know, kind of... I could be misremembering, but kind of with that Terminator red eye thing happening. Yeah. Because, of Um, course, the first one starts with actually with Brad Dourif uh, as like a- Human, human Brad Dourif. Yeah, as a criminal who at Mm -hmm. the last minute possesses a doll- yeah. Um, and 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 becomes the doll basically, but here it was either that or a street dog. So he, you know, he chose yeah. the doll. So, but here we're talking about an evil robot. Which as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, you sort of sucked some of the life out of this." But, but does it actually completely exclude that that possibility of still happening? I have not read a full synopsis of this to know. No, but no, just no. because. He comes alive on the production line. Does it not mean that there's some evil toy maker who 
who, you know, puts his spirit in there or you know for sure yeah, this is I, not happening? I started thinking about it. I, I, I don't know which way it's going to go, but I started thinking about it and I thought what would be a good place for this to take it is if uh, it's like the new improved buddy with artificial intelligence. And so... Chucky actually becomes like sentient and self-aware yes. and does actually oh. have uh, intention and malice and things like that. Whereas if it's Hence, just like, I've just got to follow my my programming algorithm, that's a bit boring, I think. Well, hence back to my point with the uh, Bud I instead of Bud Y yes. is that the I clearly a nod to the I, I for phone watch. I buy an iPhone sure. uh, every year when they release a new one and – yeah, I guess that that's kind of hinting at that, that it is AI come to life. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg in doll form mining your information, you know, <coughs> that the real horror of our time, Paul. Yeah, and the and the doll actually scans the kid's face at the start in the trailer and stuff. Yep. So I think if they're if they're if they're looking into that area, then then they're probably tapping into something that's a bit more genuinely terrifying other than possessed doll, which might not work as well these days. It might be a bit too campy for these days. Yeah, true. Uh, look, it's, this is where it's going to make or break, right? Like this change, I'm, I'm all for it, to be honest, in principle, because why remake this if you're not going to really mix it up? I think we've said it before with some of the other horror remakes, uh, we might have tackled like Pet Cemetery. Mm. You know, they didn't probably didn't push it enough other than doing a gender swap on the kid yeah. to make it warrant uh, its existence. So, yeah, cool. Um, go, go for it. Um, these aren't really sacred cows, you know. They're kind of cheap and nasty horror films and, yeah, they've got a good nostalgic place in our heart, but but go for it, you know. Make something different um, mm. and to tap into this. If they do it right could actually be cool. Of course, yeah. if they do it horribly, horribly wrong, we're in for a bunch of really bad tech pop culture references Yeah, and, and, and little else. Yeah. So the only other impression I get from the trailer is it seems to be very violent, I think. Um, okay. And That's probably good. It seems to be very violent and um, I don't like um, the Violence design. I don't like the design form, of Chucky. Including- I think he's. I think he's yeah. got. A, he's got a bit of the Annabelle going about him, where it's like, who the fuck would buy a doll like that in the first place? It looks terrifying. <laughs> sure, at least with the original Chucky, he looks pretty docile until he sort of uh, wrinkles his nose up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, at you. Um, but yeah, you're right. This one looks a little unnerving from the get go. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. The the design. And, and it's one of those things where it's close enough to the original to just be distracting potentially for the whole film. Yeah. Like if you're going to completely reboot, just go 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 your separate way. Create mm. something completely new. And you know they're going animatronic with Chucky. Is this a joke? No, no, no. It's true. They're they're totally animatronic. Huh. Maybe they'll do like a little bit of digital to to spice it up, but. They, they actually have made like six animatronic Chuckies for this. So they've put little people out of a job. Little people are out of a job. That was this, in the original, does, right? It, that was most of the original stuff was little people or kids running around in a Chucky costume. Which looked awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but the I was watching the this little sort of uh, marketing video about, you know, bringing Chucky to life and they were like, this film, we're going to do it all animatronic and cutting to the actors saying it's sort of lifelike and stuff. And I'm just seeing that that old, you know, furrowing of the brow that you're familiar with from stuff in the 90s that never looked quite right, doesn't look quite, yeah. you know, human. And I'm sort of like, really? Um, so we'll see how that goes. But then again, I mean, that a possessed doll having more human functions almost makes more sense to be filmed today with modern CGI than an animatronic doll come to life that has pre-programmed facial functions. Yes. Am I getting too no, geeky no, no. into this I, I concept? Think that's, I like, think that's a valid point, is if he does become too human, you've kind of ruined the commentary. Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I also know, and it was a bit of a late reveal, um, the voice of Chucky, which you may have heard. Yeah, I believe he is The Last Jedi. He is indeed. So, look, if you're going to replace Brad Dourif, who, let's be honest, says this has been a yeah. pretty big meal ticket for him for the last 20 years. So it sucks for him, but also, um, yeah, if you're going to replace him, Mark Hamill's a, a big get. Oh, totally. I mean, Mark Hamill just owns this space now, 
you know, mm-hmm. after doing the voice of the Joker, everybody everybody knows he's going to do a good job at this. It's it's a shame sure. they didn't get Brad Dourif back. Um, but I, I'm all up for my – and they hardly even hint at it in the trailer too. This is bizarre to me as well. Like why – maybe some marketing guru was like, look, keep this a secret because yeah. once the kids find out, they're going to go nuts <laughs> and the social media is going to do your marketing for you. Right. But I feel like if I'd known like a bit early Mark Hamill was the voice of Chucky, I would have – Give this a lot more good goodwill uh, in oh, early fuck, days. I'm in. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, a little, little more so, just yeah. because his voice acting is so strong in animated and mm. well, apparently animatronic performances. Mm. So yeah, look, it's, it definitely lends it some more credibility than I thought it originally had. Mm. If it was Johnny No Name, I'd be giving a lot less of a fuck about doing this film for this podcast. Yeah, you know, the only other um, casting choice that I question, and uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to affect the quality of the film. I'm just perplexed by it. Is Aubrey mm. Plaza as yeah. the mum? Yes. A, on the younger side, of course, but B, I think you've seen her in a film where she might have been in an actual dramatic role. I can't remember the name No, I don't, I don't think so. No? I thought I, there was some indie film of like oh, Fightful oh, yeah. Goes uh, West or something. In- Ingrid Goes West. That, that was a <laughs> good it, film. That's the sequel. That yeah. was a good was film. That, was that dramatic? Um, it was sort of more sort of black comedy. Okay, so okay, that still ties in there because yeah, yeah and, my and, question and to you there was going to be the top. and this very um, this casting choice very much feels like look, Aubrey, if you just do this, I promise you, you can do what you want to do next. It, it just seems so, and, and and you watch her on the market. I think in material. the next scene. Like yeah, if you if you just play it straight in this scene, next scene you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I don't I even think it's the next film. Yeah, I, I I don't know what and 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 she's she's young and to be to be making the casting choice of I'm going to play the mum seems so weird. She is the eye roll of the audience in a lot of ways. I think in, yeah, and stuff that she's in. So yeah, I feel a kind of um might have tipped their hand a little bit early casting her because if she's not going to be playing some sort of, you know, um, playing this as some sort of comedy, it, it's at least going to be an ironic kind of performance mm. on some level. Although there is like a quick moment in the trailer, the second trailer, where you actually, I, I swear you see her sort of like bound up and like suspended, um, which looks kind of scary and torturous. And I, oh. it, it seems odd to cast you know, somebody who's so sort of comedic into that role. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, comedians and horror are all, it's all the rage at the moment. Is Between it? Jordan Peele and Chris Rock is rebooting the Saw franchise. So, no. I don't know, This, this they're intersecting com- comedy and, and horror a little more than perhaps they have in the past. So... So I guess, you know, the thought is she can be Scream Queen in one scene and still be funny in the next, which is absolutely true if, you know, if I don't doubt her performance, I just doubt the effect of the tone of the film. Mm, mm. Did you have any other thoughts on this film? Um, we don't talk about the posters much these days, but oh, did yeah. you catch a glimpse of some of those? You know I what? Sort of I, was, fr- I was seeing them on the subway and oh, I'm so ashamed to say, it, it you masturbated reg- to them it, on the subway. It didn't even register. That reg- is shameful. It didn't even register. Everybody else was doing it in the subway. <laughs> it didn't even register what they were doing until, like, I read it on a page. Yeah. Really? You, yeah. you didn't notice the collapsed Woody on the ground of one of them? And No. No. I, in oh, fact, yeah. I was confused by it. I was sort of like, oh, Chucky's attacking all these other toys. Why can't I see the toy? I can hardly make it out. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess, you know because they don't want to get sued. But there was also an Annabelle one with her being um, in her cage without her head sort of thing or yeah. her box or whatever. Um, look, I, considering in, in my lead up to this, you know, it is weird and unique that there are three films in the same week that are all about toys coming to life. So, mm. you know, I think props to the marketing department for leaning in on that. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't quite make it about Chucky um, as much as it did about trying to go uh, viral, I guess. Mm. Yeah, no, I liked the posters after I realised what they were about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, look, that's 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 probably uh, all the thoughts I've got in my head about this film, to be perfectly honest. So what, like we're what, go- what, what are you going to give expect, it then? I'm going to expect a bit more of a template. Like it's just other than the IT um, AI changes, it's probably just probably going to follow pretty faithfully. I believe the kid's still named Andy from the trailer, which yep. 
again, it's kind of funny when you think about Toy Story. But yeah, anyway, in fact, that's... when I was looking at IMDb, because I watched the original Chucky trailer today as well, I noticed mm. that the detective has the same name as well. So they're obviously okay. like really sticking to the source material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've probably just taken their screenplay and just gone total AI punch-up on it. So yeah. I, th- I think the beats will be the same, but the themes will obviously d- differ a bit. So, yeah, look, uh, um, I don't, the first one isn't that near and dear to my heart, whereas if they uh, veer off at every second turn, I'm going to be... Um, appalled or up in arms. I'm kind of, um, yeah, I think it is kind of, in a way, prime for a reboot. If, if it didn't have seven sequels to the original, then it I definitely would be 100% into this reboot idea. Mm. Um, but the fact that he's never really gone away for people that are kind of into horror like us mm. is just to me, it's that's the, the why sticking point. Like you've really got to earn uh, your existence to, to do this, to pull off this ballsy move while they're still... Um, regular timeline Chucky stuff being produced. So f- for that, I'm going to grade it harshly, and um, even preemptively grade it harshly. I'm going to come out with the. Uh, I'm going to come out with a two out of five. Ooh, that's quite low. I, I didn't. Mm. I didn't think you were going to go there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, just did. It just happened just then. Oh, wow. Gee, I wasn't expecting that. No, no, you probably weren't paying attention. Uh, I, I, I feel a little bit more positive about this. I think I think that the uh, AI approach means that they're, they're sort of playing with creative ideas. Admittedly, I don't know uh, the director. Like he's done a bunch of films I've never seen, horror films. I don't know the writer. Um, but still, I feel like there is promise here. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a bit positive and give this a three point five. Okay. Well, I mean, is it is it just the AI change, or is it did the trailer actually uh, appeal or tickle you? Because it didn't do much for me. Yeah, maybe I'll make it a three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. To, to take the AI approach says to me they didn't just take the IP and go, let's do it again. They sure. sort of went, wait, how should we do this? Um, and, and I don't think – there, so there are two trailers. I don't think either of them really sort of set me on fire. But no. I, I do see a lot of scope for them to have fun with this. And put it back to 3.5. I'm going to go with the 3.5 <laughs> for this. <laughs> All right, insert more typing noises here. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right, well, shall we uh, jump into the future and see which one of us – was the most correct. I could not think of a pun there. I yeah, even tried to speak slowly by myself in time. I couldn't even do it. Past to remake the future. Okay. Okay, we are back. We have mm-hmm. watched the remake of Child's Play. Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been that long. It's, surely it's, been, it's only been a few weeks or something. Has it? Wow, it feels like I saw this film a million years ago. <laughs> Actually, you did. I think, yeah. No, no I think you saw this about a month ago, <laughs> okay. if I had to guess. Now, I'm yep. assuming that this was not playing at the old lady. My old lady's cinema? Yeah. It was not. No, I had to make the trek to uh, um, a multiplex uh, cinema. Um, I found this was... film really hard to find sessions for. Oh, really? Yeah. Over there? Yeah. Huh. What do you put that down to? <sighs> Apparently, like, it dropped off pretty quickly at the box office. And I think yep. they just sort of decided to cut their losses, but I ended up seeing like a 10.30 p.m. session for this on a Tuesday night. That's a rough session. Yeah, I just couldn't get I just couldn't get um, any sort of suitable middle-of-the-day times. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll, mine was just like at 9 p.m. or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was some scattered audience. There was, you know, one of their hugest cinemas. I don't know what they were doing, mm. um, like of all the films at the time to play in. And they're, they're huge one. I, I thought it was an odd choice. But yes. Yeah, look, I think, um, I mean, horror films, right? They, they sort of want to make all their money on that first weekend, like most films, I guess. But mm. they, they are prone to disappear pretty quick and just be replaced by the next one on the assembly line. Mm. And how did you go with it, Simon? <laughs> I gave you a segue. Speaking of assembly lines, how does this film begin? <laughs> quite, uh, you know, quite sort of, contra- I mean, they've got all of the sort of controversial 
things like checkboxes, right? Because, mm. you know, I feel like doing it in like, a, what is it, a, like a factory in Vietnam where yep. one of the disgruntled workers commits suicide, like is all sort of like speaking of technology today, you know, references to Apple and Amazon and things like that. Sure. Um, so like, you know, promise, promise in the concept. Well, well, <laughs> look, yeah, but promise in, in sort of, Setting the stage for some of the themes they're going to get into, or, or or at least sort of touch on, um, yeah. But but as far as setting up the whole actual plot and yeah. central conceit of the film, it's it's some pretty half arsery kind of uh, kind of lifting going on here. Like it is to have if- to have a guy who can just go on and turn the <laughs> fact that there is a switch for these dolls, yeah, that you can turn them from good to evil mode, like the bad crusty doll it's a in Simpsons the Simpsons joke, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, you, I couldn't actually tell if that was meant to be a joke. Like if that's a wink that they're just like, we've done what we need to do to set this story in motion. Now now on to the fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, the sort of the, the history of um, the history of the causes of the horror in films is always kind of it's a little bit like that. It's a little bit it's always like a political statement. Like mm-hmm. the crocodile is is mutated because of a radioactive spill or something like yeah. that. Um, like it's always they're they're always trying to make a statement with it. So you can't you can't sort of fault them on that. It's kind of the tradition of of the horror trope um, mm-hmm. that that the horror is created because of something that that society has caused. I guess it's the fact that um, it it really has nothing to do with anything else, right? Like yeah. Um, I mean, we'll get into that, but, but, you know, I, I thought it was, it was interesting at first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, I kind of chuckled to myself and, yeah. and just how, how lame duck an approach it was, but, um, but, yeah, but away we go. Um, yeah. and then we're in, we're in America yeah. and we're back to, um, to kind of more, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I struggle to remember, um, all the details of the original, but the Andy, was pretty middle to upper class. His family wasn't he in the original. Mm, not that I recall. No, uh, uh, at, at least middle. I certainly remember that they lived in like a smallish apartment. Yeah, yeah. But it, I thought his mum was like an executive or something. Anyway, maybe, maybe I'm. It was the eighties. It was it was the era of the boss lady and working girl. Yes. So you know, <laughs> I'm not going to hold them back from that time. She probably had massive shoulder pads as everyone did in that era. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was an interesting approach to go straight. I was going to say we're back in familiar territory for Charles play, but, but it was a bit, it felt a bit different still, um, setting it in a rougher kind of a neighborhood. Um, although although very, um, sort of indiscriminate place too. like, yeah, it could have been anywhere in America. And I think that was it meant to be somewhere in particular. Um, sometimes it felt Pacific Northwest never felt. East or West, but just sort of like blandness, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I thought it was, again, like many sort of things in this film, it's sort of um, was an opportunity to make more of a comment on things that never kind of got fleshed out, I think. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is interesting. I I think this might come and pay off more later than it actually did. But um, I don't know. It kind of, um, it did open the door to some, possibility storytelling wise I think as far as having the friends um in the apartment building and and that that sort of thing mm. so look at yeah just a at least I was like okay there's a, a couple of things in a row where they've gone out of their way to stake their own point of differences here from the original so yeah. I think um after the disappointment of pet cemetery going way too close to the original line I was kind of like okay cool I'm 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 still on board with all this so far. I yeah. know we're only two minutes in, but I'm still on board. And I guess that's the that's the thing is that it feels like um, there is room for child's play to have a different take. And they yeah. were they were making some bold decisions. Um, you know, even the commentary on sort of consumerism was was interesting. You mm. know, for me, like the first bad turning point was the moment that we saw the doll. Um, and it's like, you can, you can 
you can wink at the audience and say this is a comment on Alexa and everything mm-hmm. else, but there is no fucking way that, that people are buying that doll and going crazy about it. Well, they kind of wanted their cake and eat it too here because, you know, it's a it's a massive kind of fad and we know that the um, Chucky 2.0 is just around the corner. Mm. But at the same time, we see people returning the original. Because um, it's too ginger. Yeah, well, yes. Nah, it's racist. <laughs> and they know that there's another new model, that the new uh, iPhone's around the corner. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a wink as well that they, they know that the design's just just off. Um, but, yeah, there's. I guess if people are excited enough to have this new technology in, maybe they don't, didn't care originally how it looked, which is why the, uh, the version 1 um, looked this weird. But stepping out of the story and into the filmmaking world, I just, um, you know, it was, it's still, it's just kind of middling. Like, I don't think the look isn't iconic enough to stack up against the OG Chucky. Mm. Um, and it's just unnerving to look at without being scary. It's, I don't know, just, I just, they just didn't nail it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, when we first saw its face, the woman behind me said, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Fair enough. I said the same thing. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, you know, we've we've got all the tropes there as well. So, you know, Aubrey Plaza's character feels like it's just, you know, we've seen it a million times in other films and done better. She, she seemed pretty bored in this film. Um, yeah, she has a couple of playful moments um, yeah. here and there. But, but overall, yeah, she's just hitting the beats of the downtrodden... Yeah. Um, Busy mum, single mum role. Yeah, and we predicted that she would be miscast, and man, she was. I just don't know why you cast her in a role like that. It just didn't work yeah. at all. Yeah, she wasn't bringing enough um, sort of comic relief or uh, sort of shifting the tone to her kind of quirkiness uh, enough to warrant her or, inclusion. Or, or just seeming like a mother, <laughs> you know, yeah, like a maternal figure. That. There is that. <laughs> um. What did you think of aging up of Andy? Oh, the boy? Was mm. he was he really aged up that much? I guess this this kid would have been like 13 or something or 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone which, from a which, kid to a teen. Yeah, probably the old the previous Andy was more like 10 or 9 or 10 or something. Something like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think um at first I was like what is this kid doing with this toy? <laughs> <This> toy. <laughs> Like I was out hunting for playboys when I was his age mm. to looking in bins outside milk bars and he's, he's got a bloody doll. But uh, I think they kind of addressed that, that, that again, it kind of played into the fact of where this family was at financially and uh, where this kid was at socially in that, you know, he, um, that they kind of had a laugh about how hokey it was while at the same time he kind of, um, he warmed, warmed to the doll, obviously, the more yeah. time he spent with it. Yeah, but so these, I, I was the, okay the, with that. The, these are all things that they're trying to address, right, because there's some mm. sort of jarriness about them. But, it, like, for all of these exceptions that they make for themselves, it just none of it all sort of glues together. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, this film takes some swings and, and some of them kind of almost connect. Yeah. Um, and then some, some of the, and I think it's, it is frustrating because at times they kind of get so close to actually these things paying off. Uh, and then they just divert in another direction or, or just leave that, leave that on the table without yeah. actually, um, serving I, it up properly. I feel as though somebody with good intentions at some point was involved in this mm-hmm. script and at some yep. point, uh, Some somebody hack made a last-minute pass on it. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a last-minute pass. It feels more like somebody like who really wanted to innovate the idea, like got the ball rolling, and then somebody took over and just sort of, you know, did the most obvious thing. I I, I think somebody said that like for all of the the potential in the new ideas that they were bringing to this, it just became the most you know bargain basement slasher film. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's, before we, we get to the, the bad there, maybe, um, yeah, focus on some of the good. Like, uh, oh. for, for a lot of this film, 
or at least to the halfway point, I was uh, I was totally with it. I oh was, yeah, um, oh. I thought it had built up enough goodwill um, to bring enough interesting ideas there. You know, at that stage, I didn't know that none of them were going to pay off. Yeah. Um, so I'm still completely with it, and I kind of really liked the approach of. Um, I think the best thing about the film was was Chucky's innocence, which um, I didn't really see coming. You know, evil doll film. You kind of figure that this doll's going to be evil from the start. You're used to seeing Brad Dourif scream motherfucker out of Chucky's mouth. Is mm. You know, he, he's evil straight away. Um, so for this Chucky to have such a sense of uh, innocence and most of his drive, and this is where it's it's both interesting and frustrating at the same point, and one of the main things they never really pay off is that, you know, uh, at the start every evil or bad thing he does, he does because he's misguidedly thinking he's doing it to please or protect Andy. Yeah, see, I, that didn't work for me at all, that stuff. Mm. In fact, that, okay. that that just really felt like a muddy motivation for him. Like even towards the end he's claiming to do this because – he loves Andy or he wants the best well, for Andy and it's like, it, no, nah, none of that is fucked. making sense. <laughs> no, yeah. the end is fucked. But, yeah. but in the middle, middle section, I thought you were you were seeing it build up bit by bit from the, the cat to obviously the black comedy of um, of the boyfriend and his his head. Yeah. Um, um, but 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 I think the best scene is probably where they're watching, um, what is it, Texas? One of the Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre 2. 2, yeah. And uh, he's seeing the kids laughing at, at the the murders happening on screen, and so Chucky goes to get a knife, thinking that he's doing it to entertain them, mm. uh, and they obviously freak out, and that that's the tipping point for Andy, where he sort of starts shutting Chucky in the closet, and um, you know, it's it's it made made Chucky an, an empathetic kind of puppy figure to me at that point. I, I, I don't know, I I really didn't get that at all. To me, it, it just wasn't sort of adding up to any sort of singular motivation on on the dolls part or like the programming or whatever the programming was trying to achieve. I don't know. I just, they just felt like moments that didn't sort of, I don't know. It didn't build to anything for me, I guess. But that, that's my point. Like uh, I didn't, but in, in that moment um, I was like, okay, this, this has possibility. So I was mm. still kind of still with it there. I did like that scene and that moment. Yeah. And then he kind of gets tossed out um, and well, we get, also, um, I, just, just to Black. interject, <laughs> just to interject, for me, the first 40 minutes felt like a montage of that kid coming home. <laughs> like it felt like every five minutes he would come home and it's like, mm-hmm. where have you come from? We've just seen another scene from you coming home. Where are you going? Yeah. And Chucky's meant to be your best friend. Why, why isn't he with you? Yeah. 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 It just, uh. That that to me really felt like scenes were being cut and switched around and moved around. I, I felt very disoriented by that. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't really notice that, to be honest. Well, watch it again. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's stop the podcast. I'll go back, rewatch, and then we can. And we're back again. Um, and, and, you know, obviously somebody involved in this has some sort of love of either the 80s or Stranger Things. You can't really tell which is which these days because. There seemed to be a lot of references to like E.T. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that sort of Spielberg, uh, Joe Dante era of filmmaking. Do you mean um, what, in Chucky in the E.T. role? Yeah, well, I guess so. But like the kid had that iconic uh, Elliot red hoodie. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that like the, the backyard of um, – the backyard of the boyfriend who gets killed is sort mm-hmm. of like an homage to the the backyard in ET. Um, you know, the Christmas lights feels very Gremlins. That 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 whole scene felt like it was from a different movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess that's the the trend at the time. Mm. Currently, isn't it just to eighties? Yeah, nostalgia. Love mm-hmm. it. I, I like remembering stuff. Also, also having like young kids in lead roles where like the violence would never let anybody of that age level actually watch that film. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of that when we were growing up. Uh, that's that true. What you, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. What's you? What's your take on Hamill's take on things? You know, I I am convinced that he was you know a very last minute call in um, because you think that like. 
vocally, that would be such an interesting job and that like there would be some sort of a development of the voice, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 where you would see him become more and more of a threat, you would bring that out in the voice. But it felt like he came in for a couple of hours, uh, laid down some tracks and they said, yeah, we're just going to sort of do some glitchiness to them when he starts to turn evil. So there wasn't really any sort of like awesome vocal moments for Mark Hamill. He was just sort of doing the same thing every time. Agree. Um, and it took me by surprise, but I kind of enjoyed that surprise. Like mm-hmm. it definitely... That it didn't, it didn't develop. Just, well, it, well it's, it's a comment on the whole film. Yeah. Um, it didn't really... Um, well, I mean, it was so far removed from Brad Dourif's performance, um, but but also once, if you are familiar with Hamill's other vocal performances, you know, mm-hmm. um, the Joker in particular, yep. then it definitely subverts what you're kind of expecting going into this because he keeps things very even, as you say, same, mm. um, and very generally sweet-toned, as you'd expect from a, a kid's doll. Um, and because he is AI and learning, you know, and he nothing that he does in the first half of the film, he... Caesar's evil. I think it makes sense that he retains that again, that kind of innocence um, to him. But um, yeah, look, I mean, the, the final third of the film is just a, a mess and not one that I can actually remember properly. Um, but yeah, yeah, so- nothing, nothing pays off. It's and and it doesn't go either way. Like it's, it, you either keep Chucky as this somewhat sympathetic character um, who's misguided and is, you know, doing things for things he sees as right for the wrong reasons or he develops, you know, that someone hacks his system again and changes from evil to mega evil and he just, you let Hamill just take a massive frigging swing, but none of that happens. No. Something happened in this film where I went to the toilet. Also, I should, I mean, that's a a given, that's a given, right? But weirdly enough, before I went to see this, I looked it up online to see how long the film went for and it said two hours. So I was keeping steady watch on my, on my clock throughout this. And when I thought that I still had like 40, 50 minutes of the film to go, I went to the toilet and came back and it suddenly like and it wasn't too long to I swear I was gone for like five minutes and when I came back I realized I was in like the climactic end scene where for some reason in the supermarket or in whatever the supermarket Chucky had taken over a supermarket and yeah. like turned everything against everybody and it's like what happened yeah. in that five minutes I, I was there for that five minutes yeah. and I cannot tell you yeah, and that's that's half memory because I saw this a month ago, and it's half even in that moment. Nothing made sense. As a, yeah, any motivation they were building up, and it it just went. It felt like you know the, there was that meeting or, or the writer taking a, a final pass and just being like, "Look, we know we're going to have carnage at the end because it's a horror film." Yeah, we've yeah. had this 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 other movie that we've been building up to. We can't find a bridge. Ah, oh, fuck it. Let's just jump into the horror carnage. <laughs> like, who cares at this point? These people have paid their money. Like. Whatever. Yeah, I felt like there wasn't even a big attempt to build that up properly. Or we know that I think that there was a hint that because Chucky was literally discarded, um, that that maybe that was the tipping point where he turned properly evil instead of misguidedly evil. But they didn't actually delve into that for more than a second to uh, yeah. to actually sell it properly. So, was there anything in the second half that you did enjoy? <sighs> did you enjoy like the murder of the boyfriend? Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, that was kind of in the in the middle, and um, I kind of did enjoy that just because we've got, we've got then this head that's just hanging around for another yeah. half an hour in the movie, yeah, a uh, bit of an albatross <laughs> situation, and um, it, look, I, I didn't find it laugh out loud funny. Um, I just I found it weird, but I kind of enjoyed the weirdness of yes. all these scenes built around this head and having to get rid of it because. You kind of think, okay, if I was a kid in this situation, this is probably you know along the lines of what I'd be trying to do as well. You know, wrap yeah. it up in in um like birthday uh, wrapping paper to try to get rid of it, something like that, and then and then kind of getting busted by your by your mum and other people when you're trying to you know do something naughty, something that you shouldn't. So yeah, I kind of kind of enjoyed that sequence of yeah, things. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I, I don't think it actually like resolved in any kind of interesting no. way though. Right, no. they just got rid of it. Yeah. 
yeah, like everything in this film, possibilities um, that just kind of dissolved into yeah. nothing. Like the attention to the kids' hearing aid as well. You really felt as though that was going to, like maybe Chucky was going to take control of his hearing aid or something at some point and yep. just nothing yep. happened there. Yep, that was definitely not Jerkoff's hearing aid because yeah. that did not come back at all. Maybe there was something there and then they saw A Quiet Place and um, <laughs> thought that had already been well well mined and then left it alone by the end of it. Was there any other predictions that we had about this film? Did we make any predictions about this film? Um, we really didn't do our job too well, did we? I, did, I don't know. I haven't, don't have any notes for any actual predictions. It was more, I think, we were just predicting uh, what we were going to feel and think about this movie. Yes, I know, um, I know I felt Aubrey Plaza would be miscast. I felt as though mm-hmm. Mark Hamill was a good opportunity and I also mm-hmm. felt as though that they would, you know, make some interesting statements with you know the the ai AI side of things which you know it it really didn't matter in the end yeah i mean it it genuinely had me longing for the days of a cursed toy because i i just felt as though uh, a robot who is programmed to love somebody so much that they're willing to kill people for him even though i don't fully understand how that benefits the kid in any way it just didn't work for me like i i i I think that's it is that like um uh a child's toy who is like intent on killing somebody is terrifying but a child's toy who is intent on loving somebody and for some reason can justify killing here and there for different reasons around that. Just it just didn't have any kind of momentum for me. Why did he kill I, I think, why did he I kill the, the neighbor's mother in the car again? What was yeah. the point of killing yeah. her? I don't know. I think I Love? Don't know. <laughs> was it love? <laughs> it's still it's always love. <laughs> Here's another question for you. Why did he choose the name Chucky for himself? IP. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even, that was one thing they didn't even try to explain. Some of the other stuff when they were setting it up, you know, they at least took a moment to have a bit of a wink about either how half-assed it was or or why a a 17-year-old kid's playing with a doll. But in that moment, they just. Oh, it's a glitch. He comes out of the box and he's like, yep, yep. I think yeah, maybe one of the last maybe things the guy that who killed himself. Maybe he could have been called Chucky, and he imprinted his own name on there. That would have made that, some that, kind of more that sense. That was his last "fuck you" to the system and exactly. post-consumerism and everything. Because he chuckied himself off the off the roof of the <laughs> office. I've done it. I've worked it. There you go. <laughs> um, well, it it kind of feels like we've we've raced through this film, but I really don't have a lot to say about it because it went for ninety minutes. It, it felt like it went much longer to me um, and uh, it's not very memorable. No, I struggle to link most things in the final third uh, yeah. together in my memory. So, Do, do, do you think yeah. another one's coming back? Well, they set it up at the end, don't they? they uh, Chucky's in the cloud so he can download himself into anything now. So he could love Andy even more from the cloud. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, yeah. No, so look, I guess there's some kind of possibility to um to take this and run with it. I think it did okay at the box office for mm. a film of this size. Um, they must have spent so, a lot on marketing, and I, I get the slightest feeling that they overspent on marketing. I reckon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how did you um how did you end score wise with this film? I think you predictably gave it a three point five because yeah. of the possibility of the 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 themes that they could get into yeah. that you Str- were getting from the trailer. Strong regrets, and I, like I said, mm. I, I do feel as though there was somebody involved in this project at some point who saw potential in updating this idea so that it can be a comment on today, and mm-hmm. you know what we got out of it was just like you know check the boxes, paint by numbers. Um, It just didn't work at all. You know, there was just potential there and it didn't work at all. And the, you know, also the horror felt sort of um, uneven and unbalanced Mm. and uh, I don't know. There was no no big moment, even with the horror, where you were just like, Look, they're just going into horror carnage mode, but man, I'm having a good time with this. Like, yeah. there was, oh wait, maybe there, maybe there was one moment in the supermarket where some guy got stabbed. The guy in the cost, Chucky costume got stabbed in the neck. 
Maybe that right. was it. Yeah. That's, I, I, that's the one moment that I remember. I just felt as though ultimately the people who made this um, didn't sort of have a love for it, I guess. Yeah. And they were just sort of churning it out. Do you think it was a possibility of um, a different script altogether that they shoehorned into this franchise? I don't know about a script. I feel as though like there was like a treatment. I reckon there's mm. a treatment out there that's really good, but I feel like once it got to the scripting stage, they really started to shave the edges off. Yeah. How so about where you? Do you what, come where, in? what did you? Oh, so where did I? I I'm giving this a t- t- two. Two. This is a, right. this is a two because still a notch higher than than I thought your tone was. Yeah, uh, well, it's indicated. not as it's not as bad as the visit. It's not. It's definitely not a diaper in the face. No. So <laughs> it's it's a two in that like it wasn't it was definitely not unwatchable and it had some interesting ideas, but it yep. was just a mess. I I don't need to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely uh, agree with that last point. I think I predictably gave it a two, um, and that was kind of a low ball based on the fact that, you know, why are these remakes existing? I was old man, shakes fist a cloud at that point. Um, but, you know, I think I think it kind of had enough promise there to prove, as you said, that, that there is room for, for a good version of this film um, out there. So, you know, there, there's no sacred cows. You know, this you can remake something like this if you bring enough new to the table and the ideas were there. And so I think for that alone, I have to go above the two that I gave it. Uh, coming, to, coming at a 2.5, uh, mm. like I was genuinely enjoying it till the halfway mark. Um, and then I just kind of thought it shed all over all the goodwill that that it had um, raised. And and yeah, I'd I'd like the take. I know it didn't land with you, but I did enjoy the take on Chucky being more of an uh, innocent figure. No, nope. I thought that kind of opened up a lot of possibilities. I no. don't know how you how you even could turn that around to um, make him super evil um, and have it make sense. But but I liked the idea. Mm. So yeah, I enjoyed that that part of the movie um, and the end. Don't remember, and yes. I think that says it all. So, yeah, if you like coming that, in at a 2.5. I just think Blade Runner did that storyline better, and I just don't need to watch it in a Chucky film. Sure. Um, so so where did you end up, sorry? What was your number? 2.5. 2.5. So that, of course, makes you nerd Stradamus for this week. Because yes. we're, we're still keeping track of that stuff. Maybe sometimes. Absolutely. I've got the scoreboard to my right here, <laughs> and I'll let me just put another notch on. Oh, yep, excellent. That felt, oh. felt real good. Well, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, if you'd like to see any of the material we discussed today, you can see it all on our website, screenpsychist.com, which we mm-hmm. still have and maintain. And I do spend my time putting stuff up every time, so please check it out. If you'd like <laughs> to listen to more podcasts like this, then why don't you subscribe to this podcast? Because this is a podcast like this. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or other podcast subscribery websites. Simon, did you have anything you'd like to add this week? Uh, at Screen Psychics on Twitter. Um, haven't posted in a while, but uh, I'm going to get around to it. Oh, good. Well, we'll keep an <laughs> yeah. eye out for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, when will we see people? I think we're going to see them. The, the future. In the future.